Today on CityCast Boise, following which new restaurants have opened and which ones are closing is a whole thing. And as much as I like clicking on those headlines, it's also good to step back and see what wider trends are going on in our food scene and what it means for our community. That's why I'm talking with local writer Lex Nelson. You can spot her byline in the Boise Weekly. Today, she's breaking down the top three trends going on in our food culture right now. It's Thursday, June 30th, 2022. I'm Frankie Barnhill, and this is CityCast Boise. Lex, I am so excited you're here. I love food. I love to eat. I love to go out and try new restaurants. And uh, yeah, I just love food. So I'm really excited to talk to a food writer. So thanks for coming on CityCast Boise. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I also love all of those things. So I'm really excited to get into it with you. Well, I mean, a lot of people might already know of you a little bit, um, but tell me, tell us all about how you got into food writing and uh, where people can find your work. So I got started in food writing at Boise Weekly as an intern. When they brought me in, they asked me what I'd like to write about and food was at the top of my list. Fortunately, that's something they were looking for. So I started writing about food then and then stayed on still writing about food when they hired me on as a reporter and then eventually as a senior staff writer. I was kind of the uh, de facto food editor there a bit by the time I left. Um, Ended up taking on a monthly column for them after I left the newspaper. So I still freelance for them. It's called Lexi's Local. People might have seen me there. And then I also do some freelance for other outlets around town. So uh, some online publications, newspapers, magazines, pretty much all about food. One of the pieces I thought that would be interesting to talk about is just kind of do a trend conversation about what you think is going on, some of the, the top line things that you see happening in the Treasure Valley and in Boise. So Let's get into it. What's the first trend you want to highlight? Well, so many things, but probably the number one for me is the fact that we have this kind of battle going on right now between chains and local here in the Treasure Valley. Um, Anyone who's been living here for the last five years or even longer than that will definitely notice that we have a lot more chains moving in. The big announcement just this year was that In-N-Out Burger is finally coming to Boise. They started teasing that way back when I worked at Boise Weekly, maybe like 2017, 2018. (laughs) They sent us all gift cards like, we're coming, and then they never came. Um, And now they're finally opening. Yeah, they're (laughs) finally opening two locations. Um, We've got other chains coming in too, like Mountain Mike's Pizza out of California was another one. They announced earlier this year they were going to open five locations across the valley all at basically the same time. Um, the village has, you know, got more chains coming in all the time, it seems like. Some really interesting ones um, that are going to be opening throughout this year, but none of them are based in Boise. So I've really noticed a lot of those chain restaurants coming in. Even Star, that's been expanding a lot lately, has been expanding with chains. So like Domino's and McDonald's, you're not seeing new local restaurants open there. Uh, But when we have those chains coming in, I've also noticed a backlash against that kind of a backlash. I say that in a negative way, but maybe it's a positive thing. Um, I've seen (laughs) 
the local restaurants really doubling down on the fact that they're local restaurants, right? So they'll put family owned on the menu or say like Boise Proud for 20 years or list all the farms that they source from locally, which is kind of cool to see, but I think is maybe related to those new chains coming in. Let's, yeah, talk about that just a little bit more in terms of a positive backlash, a some kind of pushback that is uh, a local pride. So it's it's not just hey, we've been here for a long time as a restaurant, but now we're also making sure that we're partnering with local beer makers and with local wineries for our drink menu, but also you're seeing that in the food too, right? Definitely. And seeing not only that they're doing maybe more of those partnerships, but also that they're being loud and proud about those partnerships. And I think oh, that's yeah. driving locals to, locals are trying to eat local more often, I think. And I don't know if that's connected to the pandemic, maybe. I know during the pandemic, a lot more people realized that since grocery store shelves were empty, right, they had to find a local farmer and order from them or get takeout from their local restaurant that was still operating. So I don't know if part of that kind of pride comes from there, but I think Boise has has always been like a very local proud city. But the fact that we've had these chains coming in and people are like, hey, wait, we we have our own burger places. Do we really need In-N-Out? Although they're <laughs> excited about In-N-Out. But they're like, what about these the little guy, basically? Um, I still remember when we had the new Panera Bread, it's not new anymore, that opened downtown by Jump. Um, some of the people that I knew who had lived here for 15 years were like, I can't believe when you drive into downtown Boise, the first thing you see is the Panera. Like, how is this happening? And I think it's right. really that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. Come off the connector. It's the first thing you see. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, this kind of is a good segue though, because there is kind of one exception to this rule and I know you've been following this. Talk to me about the warehouse in downtown and what that indicates for a trend, maybe a second kind of trend. Probably everyone who has been downtown or lives and works down there knows about the warehouse just because it literally has such a big footprint. It's this huge 29,000 square foot building going in where there used to be a bunch of different retailers on this stretch of 8th Street, kind of between, I want to say, Front Streets and Broad Street. The old Urban Outfitters, I must say, yeah. <laughs> yep, the old Urban Outfitters, the um, cycling studio next to it. They basically took that whole block and uh, yeah, there's going to be basically a food hall is what the warehouse is. The real name is the warehouse food hall. And they are going to have more than 20 tenants, a lot of dining, but I think there's going to be some retail in there as well eventually. But yeah, the unique thing about them is they are not a local group um, as the backers. The backers aren't local. They're based out of Wisconsin, Geronimo Hospitality Group. But they're prioritizing having those restaurants inside the warehouse be local. So they really have brought in a lot of people who, you know, they used to be food trucks or they used to just have a food stall or pop-ups or things like that. And they're giving them this brick and mortar opportunity, which is really cool. They're also going to have some of their own concepts in there. Um, so they're going to bring in their own uh, gourmet grilled cheese place, uh, two of their own bars. One will be a cocktail bar. One will be a shot and beer bar. But yeah, they really have prioritized local. And when I talked to the the manager of the warehouse, Steve Stedding, that's one thing that he was really passionate about was having that local focus. 
Right, because you wrote about this for the weekly. We'll be sure to link to to that article. What um, you mentioned food trucks that are Boise local food trucks that maybe people have seen around town that are going to now have a presence that's a restaurant where people can actually sit down inside um, and not have to deal with whatever weather's going on uh, and enjoy the food. Which ones in particular? Yeah, a couple of really cool ones are uh, Walk and Roll and Anzalone Pizza. I'm particularly excited about the pizza place because they have something really unusual called Thai pizza. So it's a, a husband and wife operation. The husband is from this area and then his wife, they met in Thailand and she's Thai and they take her traditional Thai recipes that she grew up cooking and they put them on his pizza. So it's a really cool collaboration and it's kind of been tough to find their truck recently just because they've been doing so many private events. So I'm personally really excited to be able to have a brick and mortar spot where I can know that they're going to be there if I go there when whenever I want to have a Thai pizza. Yeah. And that part of Bodo is kind of just an interesting place because we have seen a lot of turnover with this, that space being empty for a long time, but just kind of this like resurgence in that area for people to gather for food, for drinks, for entertainment, right? Definitely. And the warehouse is going to have potentially some really cool entertainment options in there. Um, it's going to be connected to a theater. And I think they just announced the name of the theater concept that's going to be replacing the Regal that was down there. Don't remember the name of it, but they will be connected to the warehouse. So there will actually be a pass through. So if you go down there, you can get your lunch and then go into the movie or vice versa. And some of the vendors I talked to, um, like neighbor Tim's Barbecue, Tim has talked about potentially doing some collabs with the movies that come out. He doesn't have any concrete stuff on this, but he's really hopeful that like if there's a big Western movie, he'll be able to do some kind of Western movie themed barbecue thing to go with it. And the possibilities are just endless. The warehouse is also going to be connected to the, the new tree fort headquarters down there. And then they're hoping to collaborate with the downtown Boise Association to play a part in things like a live after five and first Thursday. And yeah, it should just be a big gathering spot, hopefully. Huh? Yeah. Cause yeah, again, it, it kind of has been empty, an empty downtown zone for a little while for, uh, so it'll be interesting to see that resurgence. Um, I guess just one more thought on that. Like you mentioned, you know, yeah, people who've had a pop-ups or food trucks are now in this, having this opportunity. What's the advantage for if you're a restaurant or a food truck owner to be part of the warehouse as opposed to just opening up your own restaurant? Yeah. So the, the couple of owners that I talked to, a big thing that they highlighted was cost. And another big thing was risk. So the way that the warehouse works, uh, Geronimo Hospitality Group basically is bringing in these vendors and the vendors don't have to pay for the space in the same way as they would pay for their own brick and mortar. They have like the security blanket of the fact that, you know, the building and the, the bigger space is owned by another entity. So they don't have to worry about that. They also had the ability to kind of create their own areas with a budget that was set for them by Geronimo. And then they had freedom to create the experience that they wanted within that budget without all of the risk or without even having to supervise it themselves. So some of them mentioned like they might have to be there um, doing all of the HVAC work, supervising all of that, like making sure all the paint looked good and everything. And Geronimo has teams of people managing that for them. So it's much lower stress. Sure. And they can just focus on the food and the drinks and yeah, what they, what they want to do. Um, tell me a little bit about really quickly, because this is another part of this kind of trend of these like unusual spaces or, you know, interesting use of place um, and, and the mix with food. 
Tell me about Under the Table Boise, because you've written about this before. Oh, yeah. Okay. Any excuse I get to talk about Under the Table Boise. <laughs> I really shouldn't be telling so many people about it because it's such a cool thing. Right. It's supposed to be kind of underground. Like that's what the name implies. Yeah. <laughs> I've kind of ruined it a little bit, but uh, it's still amazing when I've gone. Um, basically, that's a dining experience out of someone's private home in the North End. All of the uh, basically ticket buying is done over Instagram and Venmo. And then the menu is curated by the chef uh, who runs it out of his home and you don't know what you're eating until you show up, but you might have a themed dinner that you go to, or it might just be a complete mystery. Um, and you go and they feed you, you bring your own wine and they give you champagne and you really just enjoy a family style. Like you're not family style as in sharing dishes with others, but you are at a single table with 12 people. You don't know who else is going to be there unless you booked your entire party of 12, um, <laughs> which is I think super rare. I actually don't know if they would let you do that. They might. But yeah, you go and you have a great time with strangers and it's been a really good time. It has a, an air of mystery to it, which is why I'm not giving away too much. But if you read my story, I give away a little bit more about the folks behind it and their mission and everything like that. But it's a very different experience than going to a restaurant. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so we've mostly been talking about things that are going on in Boise, but of course, I mean, there's more than just Boise, more than just what's in the um, our city limits. And maybe it's a hot take. I don't know. I've seen other people talk about this. That I don't know. Is Canyon County really where it's at? Tell me about what's going on there because it seems like there's a lot of cool things happening. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think that it's definitely a trend that I've seen that Boise's food scene and the Treasure Valley food scene is migrating West. So not to say Boise isn't still extremely a hot place to dine, um, <laughs> an amazing spot with lots of new things happening all the time, like the warehouse, but there's so much cool stuff going on in Caldwell and in Nampa. And we've seen more and more people making the drive out there recently. I think probably the most buzz that maybe maybe didn't start the trend, but definitely built momentum for it was Amano, the, the new Mexican restaurant in Caldwell. Amano means uh, by hand. So everything there is done by hand. And they were recently named as a James Beard semifinalist, which is basically yes. like the Super Bowl of restaurant stuff other than Michelin star. Like that's the other really cool thing that you can win as a restaurant or as a chef. Um, so that was really cool to see and brought a lot of people out there to the point that they started having you use a credit card to hold your reservation, which as far as I know, isn't something that's really happening anywhere else. Um, even wow. in yeah. yeah. I mean, other places in the country for sure, but it's something that has shocked a lot of people here, but just shows how popular they've been getting lately. I'm a fan. Our uh, our audio producer, Evelyn Avitia, she lives out in Caldwell. She loves Amano. And I think we may do an episode on, on Amano someday. So we'll see if that can happen. But you're so right. Gosh, the, the credit card thing, that is that kind of really underscores how popular they've gotten. That's fascinating. It really does. I mean, like do, but don't go on Facebook and read all of the crazy comments that people have been leaving about that. Um, <laughs> oh boy. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it definitely speaks to how much of a moment that they're having, which is really cool to see, especially because it's been drawing, I think, traffic to that Indian Creek Plaza in Caldwell, which Abano is located just off of, which is also home to a bunch of other cool restaurants. So one out there that I really love is Chop Shop Barbecue, which is a a very um, 
not your traditional barbecue place. They do have your traditional barbecue, but the chef out there, Christopher Ott, he was formerly the executive chef at the local and then at Fork and Alavita downtown Boise. And even before that, he worked at like one of the campuses of Google. So he's got a really <laughs> interesting background and he will barbecue and barbecue. I use that term loosely like anything. He's done octopus specials. He has some of the most just incredible special dishes and the menu, as far as the specials go, changes all the time. I highly recommend following Chop Shop on Instagram. They're one of the most exciting places in Caldwell, I think. Uh, them and Amano and Peaceful Belly is another Caldwell one on my list. Oh yeah, Peaceful Belly, a farm that all, uh, has been around for, for decades. Um, maybe some people recognize them at the Boise Farmers Market or the CSA, but they also have what is it? They do brunches? What are they doing these days? Yeah, they have a farm cafe out there and uh, they do brunch, but they also do lunch and dinner. Um, and they are changing a little bit in flux out there. They had Chef Nate Whitley from The Modern out there for a while, and now they have a new chef. But the food that she is producing just looks incredible. A lot of more vegan and vegetarian leaning dishes, it looks like. And then also that's a restaurant that's a great example of someone that's digging deep on that. We're local and we're proud. They use a lot of ingredients that are just straight from their back door. Um, they right. really are telling you exactly where everything in your meal came from. Uh, they recently installed a community garden out there and they do cooking classes. It's just a really neat, holistic experience. They have a, a cidery as well on site. So just really cool. Why do you think this is happening just in terms of um, restaurants that are out in, in Caldwell and Nampa in particular? Like, what are the advantages um, to, to being out there as opposed to maybe being in, in Boise? Yeah, I think my best guess, I definitely don't know this for sure, but is that they're following where the people are going. So a lot of people, um, I'm a millennial Gen Z cusp person myself, and a lot of the people my age can't afford to buy here in Boise. And our, our age group is the people that generally will drive these trends in food. And a lot of us are moving out to Nampa or moving out to Caldwell where we can afford to buy homes. And so I think that that is kind of dragging some of the food scene with it. But also, I think if it's cheaper for people to live out there, it's probably cheaper for restaurants to rent out there too. So if they're able to still get great traffic and be on that west side of the valley, um, I think that those are probably big factors. Yeah, I, I love this trend in particular. And I, you know, I live in downtown Boise, but I'm like, can we go to Caldwell? Like, I want to go, let's go, let's go do something different. <laughs> like, it, 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 there's a reason why that's interesting. And it's great for people who live there and have lived there for years, um, hopefully to have some different options. And uh, it's just, I think it's just good for the scene in general to have that diversity in different places where things are going on. For sure. And you do still have your old standbys for people who have lived there a long time. Indian Creek Steakhouse, still there, still thriving. Yes. So yes. they've still yes. got the, the <laughs> options that they've had forever. Brick 29 in Nampa, still thriving as far as I know. So um, yep. some of those old favorites uh, are still there and seem to be doing well with this boom as well. So yeah, just really cool to see. I didn't even mention the Sunny Slope Wine Trail being out there. I think that's another factor because they're really oh, yeah. seeing uh, a boom as well. Um, of people discovering that we have our own wine sector basically here, um, our own AVAs, uh, viticultural areas. So yeah, I think that more people going out to explore the wineries they need to eat. And if they can't eat a full meal at whatever winery they're at, they're headed to a restaurant nearby. 
Well, we definitely need to have you back on to talk about wine someday. Um, but the biggest thing is, Lex, you've made me hungry. I'm officially hungry now, <laughs> which means that My this dog. conversation was a success. So <laughs> thanks so much, Lex, for coming on CityCast Boise and uh, talking to us about some great food trends. Of course. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to coming back. And real quick, the warehouse food hall that Lex talked about is supposed to open July 12th in Bodo. We'll put a link in the show notes for more information, along with a link to our newsletter where you can follow food and beverage events going on all summer. That's all for this week on CityCast Boise. The show is produced by Evelyn Avitia and Jennifer Jarrett. Our newsletter writer is Blake Hunter, and I'm Frankie Barnhill, host and lead producer of the show. Our music is by local artist Up Is The Down Is The. We love putting this podcast together, and we love hearing from you. Have an idea for the show? Give us a call. Our number is 208-546-9485. We'll be back Tuesday with more stories from our community. See you then.